Welcome to Cases and Controversies, a legal podcast by Bloomberg Law. I'm Jordan Rubin. And I'm Kimberly Robinson. This is our sneak peek of the cases being argued at the Supreme Court in the first week of the March sitting, which starts March 18th, and that includes cases on racial gerrymandering and racial discrimination in jury selection. Kimberly, the week kicks off with the gerrymandering case. Can you give us a peek at that one? I can, but um, I really think we should address your shirt that you're wearing today. It's very... uh, What are your thoughts? I mean, it's been like... Here in D.C., it's been like 40 degrees, and the one day it's 60. It has 60. been 40 degrees. I checked the weather this morning. It said it was like 40 degrees, but that it was going to be like 70. So mm-hmm. how am I supposed to dress on a day like today? You're supposed and to no be... one can see this anyway, so they're just their imagination's running wild. <laughs> You're supposed to be wearing a shirt with very colorful birds on it. All right. We'll throw a, a picture on there. Well, there'll be an attachment to the, the article. Wow. Wow. That's that that is a big seller. That's like a should we we're being dynamic. Should we should we start this over again? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, OK, I'll know. just go. I don't ahead. even know at this point. OK, <clears throat> sure, Jordan. So uh, the first case of the Supreme Court is going to hear in the March sitting is actually a case that's already been before the justices. It's the Virginia House of Delegates versus Boothane Hill. And there's been a lot of chat about the redistricting cases that right. the court is going to hear. This is a redistricting case, but it's not that one that everyone's talking about or those that everyone's talking about. The big ones are these partisan gerrymandering cases. This one is actually racial gerrymandering. And the reason why this one probably isn't going to have that big of an impact is because it has to do with the interplay of redistricting and uh, the Voting Rights Act that the Supreme Court effectively dismantled a few years ago. And so this case probably won't have a huge significance beyond this redistricting cycle. But it is interesting because it could flip a number of seats in Virginia. So really what's at issue here is whether or not Virginia Republicans packed black voters into districts so as to dilute their voting power across the state. As I mentioned before, the Supreme Court already heard this case. The lower court had ruled that Republicans had not done that and that they upheld the 2011 redistricting scheme. But the Supreme Court said that they had analyzed the case under an incorrect standard, so they sent it back. And the court actually flipped and said that it uh, this time around that the lines were drawn Mm. unconstitutionally. So now it comes back to the court. So that's all for the Supreme Court. Sure. And so the second case on Monday is slightly less high profile. That one is Smith against Berryhill, which involves appealing denials <laughs> of disability benefits by the Social Security Administration. Berryhill's been very popular at the Supreme Court this term. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that is, I guess. This is the third case that acting secretary of the something. What is it? Social Security Administration? Yeah. Yeah. Berryhill. I, just, I mean, everybody knows that. I didn't really need to yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, you were leading me. I just, I didn't go for it. <laughs> so in this latest uh, Berry Hill blockbuster, uh, it involves the application for disability benefits and being able to appeal from denials of them. So when you, if you apply for disability benefits and a judge denies that claim, you can appeal that to the agency's, what's called its appeals council. But here the question is, when that appeals council dismisses your appeal for being untimely, you listening? I mean, I am. I uh, just closed my eyes briefly. Yeah. The question is whether that denial is reviewable in court. That's the issue here, and there's a split on that. An actually interesting part of the case Another is, interesting part? Maybe the interesting part of the case okay. is that the Solicitor General's office actually changed its position and now agrees 
with the applicant in the case, Ricky Lee Smith, that a dismissal order is reviewable. So the justices appointed an amicus, Deepak Gupta, to argue in support of the judgment below. So there will be three positions arguing at the court. All right. And is Barry Hill going to show up for this one? I don't know. I've never actually seen her. Yeah, I don't actually. Maybe she's been at the other ones. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to look more into that. This is not good reporting on our on our part. No, no. Okay. well, that brings us to Tuesday. What's happening on Tuesday? Tell me something with whistleblowers. Yes. So this is Cochise Consultancy versus United States Exeral Hunt. And so this is from the Civil War era False Claims Act, the act that came up as a result of people trying to defraud the government during the Civil War, as if the U.S. didn't have enough problems, I guess. Right. And so this one is really about, well, I guess I should back up. So under False Claims Act claims, whistleblowers can bring a case and then the United States has some time to intervene and to actually bring the suit itself. And the question here is when the United States doesn't do that, may the whistleblower take advantage of a longer statute of limitations that clearly applies whenever the United States is involved in the case? So pretty narrow uh, question. But the Supreme Court has dealt with a lot of these False Claims Act cases recently. This one comes out of contractors in Iraq and Afghanistan. So um, has some interesting facts there. And that's what they're doing on Tuesday. All right. We'll be we'll be listening for that whistleblower case. That's that's terrible. Yeah. I hope that gets edited out. Yeah. I don't for your sake. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, here we go. Flowers against Mississippi. This is the big racial jury discrimination case. Curtis Flowers was tried six times for the same murders in Mississippi. It was the same prosecutor, Doug Evans, who tried him each of those times. And this case, the issue centers on jury selection. And Flowers claimed that Doug Evans violated the Supreme Court's Batson decision, which lays out the rules for peremptory strikes, meaning the strikes that each side gets and is allowed to to basically block jurors from sitting on a particular case. And so Flower says that Evans used his strikes wrongly in discriminating against black people from wrongly preventing them from sitting on the jury. Wait, Jordan, you did a story on this, and the numbers are pretty striking, right? I mean, what was it, like 41 out of 43 black jurors were struck? Yeah, so they there's data on the racial makeup of the jury for five of the six trials. Mm -hmm. And so out of that, I believe the number was that when, out of the times where the prosecutor Evans could have used a peremptory strike when faced with 43 prospective black jurors, he struck 41 of them. Yikes. Yeah, and so... That's sort of taking the holistic view at all of the Mm -hmm. trials, which is what Flowers wants. But he's the the state and the the lower court want the justices to focus just on the most recent case. Mm -hmm. And so it's a question of whether uh, when the Supreme Court or any court is looking at this issue, whether it can take into account the prosecutors, what a defendant would allege is their general pattern of race discrimination, as opposed to just focusing on the particular case that the defendant is appealing from. Hmm. Well, this is one that we've been watching out for for a long time. I mean, I don't want to, we usually don't plug other podcasts on our podcast. But, I think it's okay. But um, there's a really great podcast, um, APM Reports, on this Flowers case that uh, came out before the case, before the Supreme Court had actually agreed to hear the case that really lays out a lot of detail. I mean, of course, it's very sympathetic to Curtis Flowers. So, you know, you'll still have to read the briefs to get up to speed. And it doesn't just look at this Batson challenge, but it's pretty interesting for court watchers if you're interested. APM yeah, it's really Reports. good. I'm still catching up on it, actually. And I think they might have a new season coming out to coincide with the argument or just happens to coincide with the argument. But yeah, I would say listen to that one to get some more background on the case. After you listen to this podcast. And read my article on the case. Right. 
So you do all those things, then you're allowed to listen to the podcast, which we recommend. <laughs> well, that was a really soft recommendation. No, it's, I, hey, it's, <laughs> hey, I recommend it. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our sneak peek podcast. Did we hit all the cases, Jordan? Uh, let's see. Yep, we got them. Okay. Well, all right. Until next time, you can follow along with all the latest Supreme Court news at news.bloomberglaw.com. All right. And as always, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week for the cases that are being argued the week of March 25th, which includes the big partisan gerrymandering cases. So we'll see you then. That gerrymandering case. That. That one. Capital T. The, the gerrymandering cases. This one's good, too. They're all good. Okay. Bye. <laughs> okay. All right. Crushed it.